Hello, and thank you for joining me again today. Happy full moon in Virgo. I hope you're finding ways to nourish yourself. Thank you for listening to my last and first podcast, and thank you to all who have reached out and given me feedback. I was imagining that after I released the podcast, I would feel more comfortable with the idea of communicating in this way, but it hasn't quite happened yet. I've almost felt more nervous in writing and sharing this second podcast. I have this fear that if I make something that people will like, they might not like the next thing that I make. Like it's a fluke if people like what I'm creating and it makes it even freakier to share again. What if this episode isn't as good as the last one? I had thought many times that I should just cancel the whole thing and tell people I just wasn't interested anymore so that I wouldn't have to face the fact that there is always the opportunity to make something that people won't like. While I continue to practice vulnerability, it has not become easier for me. I am hoping that at some point it does, but so far when I'm open, I am filled with a deep dread, even with the people I'm closest to. It's not about how I'm received by others, it's about how I feel about the parts of myself that I still do not believe are lovable. I just wanted to speak on that fear because I think it can stop us from going after things we really want. We extinguish the flame ourselves before it has the chance to be blown out by someone else. If anything, I hope that this helps illuminate the fact that most people probably do not wait until they feel ready and confident to do the things that are scary. They just kind of power through. I hope you can find a way to power through for the things that are calling to your heart. If we listen, there are oceans of desire flooding inside of us, waiting to be released. After some feedback, I wanted to talk a little bit about dream interpretation because I don't think the point is to always understand, but to get the overall message. And those are two different things. It's less about what is actually happening and what that symbolizes for you individually. And this is why keeping a dream journal is important. We won't know how our particular subconscious communicates with the rest of our mental systems until we have built our own codex. When I started, I didn't know what my dreams meant for a while. I was just witnessing. I think this is a really good way to think about the beginning process. We are witnessing what our mind does when we go to sleep. Think of it as a science experiment, wherein I don't quite know how all the pieces will fit together yet, I'm just taking down all of the data to figure out what my graph will look like in the end. There are also many dreams that do not have any significance. This can be really frustrating in the beginning because if you're trying to use your dreams as a communication tool to get to the root of your own subconscious, there's a lot of fluff in the in-between spaces but you're creating a relationship with your inner self and is just going to take some time. A lot of dreams are like TV static or a sitcom, not very much substance, and it's just the brain kind of filtering through all the minutia of the day-to-day. But in order to get at the deeper, more impactful messages from dreams, it's important to just do the practice of writing down the fluff dreams to convey to your inner self that you want to remember and record your experiences. Um, Something interesting 
that has happened for me is that working with my dreams has been a way that I've been able to reconnect with my intuition. While a dream can sometimes have absolutely nothing to do with the current problem I'm trying to work through, the way through is illuminated through the trust process of allowing myself to defocus my gaze. In dreams, we are no longer connected to the need for everything to make sense. Nothing makes sense, and we just go along with it. All of a sudden, we're in New York, and then we're on a boat, and a cat is chasing us, trying to bite us. We accept all of this because it's just happening. In this letting go process, we allow new ideas to come through without the need for them to be examined by our logic processes that take place during the day. This is why in a meditation or zoning out or becoming really focused on a creative project, we can sometimes gleam insights that were previously unavailable to us. The same process is happening in dreams. So I'm saying that through decentralizing our focus and allowing things that may not make sense to flow through us, we are able to channel an inner wisdom. We inadvertently accept in dreaming that we are not in control. It is in this release, this allowing of things to be as they are, where magic happens. This is how I've been able to reconnect with my intuition. Within the surrender of sleeping and dreaming, we can become brand new. And how we show up to what is being offered to us can change. Become an explorer. Become the person who does something different every time a trigger pops up in your dream. Open up to new information, because it's all just information. In my last episode, I talked very briefly about how dreaming can bring about great insights or aha moments. I rarely have a dream that speaks directly to the issue that I'm trying to resolve. Frankly, I don't even know sometimes that I'm trying to work out an issue. I get the insight afterwards and it's made clear in a way that is difficult to articulate. It's like in the amount of time it takes to snap, I become aware that I've been trying to work something out and while I am dream journaling, the issue I didn't know I was trying to solve has received an answer. I know what I'm supposed to do and how to do it. The dream that allows for this to happen has rarely related in any way to what I'm trying to work through. I sometimes think that there is no point to writing down my dreams because they don't mean anything most of the time. I'd say one out of four or five nights, I have a dream that is actually interesting or meaningful. It is sometimes boring and I'm dragging myself to do it. But a practice is like that. It's the act of showing up that proves to yourself that you give a shit about it. The act of getting in the practice of writing down my dreams in an unbiased way has slowly allowed me to view aspects of my own life during the day-to-day with a removed, curious lens that is more focused on understanding. Rather than taking everything personally, I can sometimes, huge emphasis on this word sometimes, take a step back and look and observe. I can be curious. Why is this happening? Does this actually have anything to do with me? And a small caveat here, there is in, this is in no way emotional bypassing. In contrast, I believe asking myself if something should be taken personally or not allows me to fully feel the things that really are hurtful, 
Instead of ignoring everything or taking everything to heart, I'm allowing an intentionality into my filtration process. All right, so now let's talk about how to become lucid in your dreams. Very exciting. Um, for me, this hasn't been a difficult process. It can just take a really long time for it to happen. You have to be patient and willing to do a lot of experimenting. But it's the easiest experimenting or new thing you can try because all you have to do is go to sleep. You don't have to buy anything or do anything really. So I've been talking about dream journaling and many sources I've come across over the years have mentioned writing your dreams down every morning is the key to unlocking lucidity. What is happening is that by the act of writing, you're signaling to your brain that this information is something that you want to remember. Also, by writing, you'll be able to notice signs within your dreams that pop up frequently. For me, for example, a consistent cue that allows me to become lucid is the act of looking into a mirror while I'm in a dream. When I look into the mirror, I begin to question if I'm dreaming. From there, I have a series of tests or actions that I use to ground myself into the dream. There are many such tests, but the thing that works for me most of the time is to take my left index finger and try to put it through the center of my right hand. If my finger goes through my hand, I know I'm dreaming. After this, I will typically sit down on the ground and touch the surface of whatever I'm standing on. Um, so I'll just like touch the ground, whether that's like sidewalk or carpet, whatever. I'm not completely sure why this works, but it grounds me in the dream and from there I can choose what actions to take. Sometimes I just stay sitting and allow things to happen around me while I watch. One thing that's important is to not get too excited when you realize you have become lucid. It can be really exciting, but often this will lead to just waking up. You have to be able to stay calm, grounded, and mentally active. It's a really delicate balance and it just takes practice. It can be really frustrating to become lucid and then get a little too excited and then wake yourself up. But if you can become lucid once, it's a lot more likely that it will happen again. Um, and this is where patience comes in because it could be a couple of months before this happens again. But for me, with just a year of working with my dreams, I've been able to lucid dream about four or five times a month which is way more than my once a year or once every couple of years before that. Um, there are a couple of things you can do during the day to signal lucidity. Have you noticed that when you've been reading a book, you're really engrossed in the story, characters will pop up in your dreams? We can use this to our advantage. Throughout the day, you can say to yourself, I am dreaming, either in your head or out loud. <laughs> Um, for a couple of days or a week, you can draw a small dot in the center of your hand and periodically look at it throughout the day. The point here is to make an act or a verbal phrase something that your subconscious mind is picking up on. In your dream, it might pop up. In your dream, if you ask yourself, am I dreaming? You can then do a test to make sure. You can try the finger trick or try to put your hand through a wall or a solid object. Dream space operates differently, and when we're interacting with this dream space in a more intentional way, we have more control. Similarly, if you had been 
looking at your hand with the dot drawn on it throughout the day and then in a dream you look at your hand and do not see the dot because your dream body is not going to have a temporary dot on it. This will be a mental cue that you are dreaming and you can then take the next step to ground yourself within the dream. The tricky thing is that noticing you're dreaming or questioning whether you're dreaming or not is not enough to become lucid. Sometimes in a lucid dream I'll have a lot of power, sometimes I won't. It's hard to tell why this is, but at this point I'm just along for the ride. Sometimes I just walk around and look at things. Sometimes I stay sitting down, waiting to see what shows up. It's a strange feeling. Like, what should I do with this time? What should I do when I can have power? I'm into all kinds of things, many different versions of spirituality, metaphysics, all of it. I'm into all the things that can be proven and many that can't. We really do not understand most of what we can see, let alone what we can't perceive. If you're into any of that, you've probably heard things like, you are a co-creator with the universe. And what does that actually mean? It's interesting in concept, but it doesn't hold very much weight as we move through our lives in a physical body, experiencing the world that has been in place for millions of years before us. In a lucid dream, you get to see what this idea actually means through visual example. You are living this idea. In a lucid dream, with a lot of practice and patience, you can experience in a mental space that is completely safe what it means to co-create with the universe. As I come to a close here, I want to say that none of these ideas are mine, and I'm always taking information from others. I just finished the book, Dream Yoga, Illuminating Your Life Through Lucid Dreaming in the Tibetan Yogas of Sleep by Andrew Holchek, H-O-L-E-C-E-K, and it has been very influential towards my dream practice. I recommend this book if any of these ideas today piqued your interest. Um, On the next new moon in March for our next episode, I'm so excited to let y'all know that Moss Wand will be sharing a sound bath with us at the end of the episode. Check them out on Instagram. They are creating a unique sound bath just for us. So special. In the next couple of weeks, I will be gathering dreams from listeners, so if you want to connect, let me know through Instagram. Thank you so much, and have a beautiful day.